0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Brutally Honest Podcast. I am your host, Harrison Barron. Um, thanks for tuning in, guys. Really, really do appreciate it. Uh, episode 50 is creeping up. I got a hell of a show uh, planned out for you guys. Um, I'm hoping it's probably one of the craziest ones to date with a bunch of people that have already been on the show. There's going to be no new faces, but it'll be some legends altogether. So I'm pretty pretty stoked for that. With that all being said, um, if you enjoy the show, please hit subscribe. Helps immensely. Uh, feel free to share it out to everybody. And also, if you really feel daring, give me a rating. Um, give me a rating on iTunes, uh, whatever it is. You know, the more stars, the better. Helps get the word out. Next is the giveaway. I'm doing a giveaway for the draft top. For um, I'm actually going to push the date back a little bit. The date is going to be pushed back till probably. Friday of next week, so the sixth, October sixth. Um, only because I want to make sure it gets to episode fifty. Um, so go to Podcast dot com. You can go to extras underneath that. You'll see the giveaway. It's also available on Facebook. Um, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on this. Yeah, it's also I also put the link out on Facebook. And if you go to my Instagram, Harrison underscore Baron, you can see the link there to enter for your chance to win a draft top giveaway. Also, um check out the website. Let me know what you guys think. Did a lot of work over on it. You know, need some need some good feedback. Special thanks to the Hang Hills Brewing Company for sending me a delicious YPA Yellow Pale L that I enjoyed throughout the show. They sent me a bunch of different stuff. Pretty cool. If you're in Hartford, Connecticut, j- go check it out. In the process of trying to get up there and uh go meet the uh meet the guys. But thank you so much for the beer. And last but not least. Huge, huge, huge! Thank you for uh, to the Nerds that Care for sponsoring the show. Nerds that Care is your local IT company who is willing to help you through your business troubles, whether it's your technology troubles, whether it's it's kind of logistics and finding the right software that's going to work for you guys, or it's just keeping people productive in the office. And I know I say it a lot, but if you're employ- if you're paying somebody and they're not being productive in the office over simple tasks. You're just bleeding money, and to get your people to work up to the the level of which they should is is pretty simple. You just have to make sure that their stuff is working correctly. I like to genuinely think people are hardworking people, and because of that, you need a third party IT company like the Nerds That Care to come in and, and help you with these issues and make sure that your employees are running um, up to the highest caliber that they can to make sure that... As a business owner, you're profiting as much as you can and making sure that your business is running smoothly and there's no issues going on. Software nowadays can really run you can either cripple a business or or just take it to the next level and that's what the nerds that care there to do. They're there to advise you as a kind of like a, an outsourced CTO to help and make sure that your company is uh, heading in the right direction as far as the technology goes. So, once again, huge 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 thank you to the nerds that care. And lastly, I have to welcome my guest, John Keel. He's actually sitting in the room as I'm saying this, but I had an awesome, awesome show. I do record this afterwards, so I have an advantage. Um, but had an awesome show with him. We talk about a lot of different stuff, uh, especially his company and whatnot and how it's been going. So if you've been on the show or you've been listening, he's already been on the show twice before, and this is now the third time. So I really hope you guys enjoy the show, and uh, yeah, let me know what you guys think. What's up, brother? How are you, man? I'm good, man. How's the watches, man?
1: Everything's good. Are we alive? Yeah, we're live. Dynamite. Fuck. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> right. I don't it. even give people a heads up. You anymore. Know, you, you used to have this whole cool intro and everything. Oh, welcome to the. Uh, blah, blah. I do that. Uh, you know what? I figured it out because I could do
0: that afterwards.
1: Yeah. Nobody, yeah and you know, mix it in the front.
0: Yeah, mix it all up in the front. Yeah, I give people. So, so I give people give a, the stuff in, the, in the beginning. Warning, give. <laughs> <laughs> give, a, give a brother some warning, man. Give. a brother some warning, but yeah, now now I do that shit all in the, uh, at the end. Why wow, you getting high tech? <sighs> learning, man. Learning. Learn. Learning, and learning, and learning. And never,
1: uh, it never ends. Yeah. It's just always... It's, it's good, man. Same. It's a fucking crazy learning curve. It's same. Same. I'm doing the same shit with uh, with social media. Yeah, with, with hammering away at YouTube. I, I spent the whole day today. I, I was stuck in my office all day because I was having my uh, security system put in. Mm. And they it was supposed to be two hours. It ended up taking like six and a half hours. Jesus Yeah, it was it was, it was, it was something messed up. So I ended up having to get stuck in my office just mm. sitting there. So the whole time I was looking at tutorials on... uh on how to edit videos so okay we took took uh, my son and a bunch of his friends to adventureland last week for his birthday and we shot a ton of video so okay. i i edited out out i made this whole 20 minute you know video of them acting like fools uh, at adventureland practice, yeah though. so it was fun and same you're just learning stuff over oh, and over the man. fucking there's another net yeah man oh there's a couple of them are floating around i don't know what it is fruit flies man you guys some guys are hiding the bananas under the desk you want to know what's fucked up? It was the talk. That was, was the talk in the office today. And
0: like, uh, uh, one of the guys like, oh, you know, you got to throw out your bananas. And it was just, and ironically enough, he does eat bananas. Yeah, all these little fuckers are floating around. Yeah, um, maybe <laughs> killed yeah. one or more. cum. oh my god. Yeah, but so uh,
1: maybe maybe there's uh, some some banana juice in your beer or something.
0: What? Why do they only like bananas? I have no idea. Because it really is the only like even at my house. Maybe they come from apples,
1: monkeys, man. I, well, I mean, we are technically monkeys. Yeah, yeah. So I I think maybe maybe the fruit flies come from monkeys. You never know. You never know. No idea. The fruit flies come from <laughs> monkeys. Somebody, somebody looked that up. Somebody looked that up. <laughs> <laughs> all those
0: all those one followers I have, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah Summit true. how's the watches going. It's I know good. you've been hammering away. You got a couple new brands out and whatnot. Yeah. So wow,
1: when was I, when was I here last? I, did I just launch Gorilla when I was here?
0: Uh, I think you did. I'm and then uh, again yeah, real quick.
1: The, yeah, so so we launched a couple more brands. Um I have I have another brand I'm launching next uh I believe Tuesday. Okay. Um I've got three other brands that are that should be in route in the next week. Um so so it's it's working, it's happening. Are you Let to state the brands? Not the ones that are coming. So okay. so right now so far we launched Gorilla watches, mm-hmm. NTH and uh and Elliot Brown. Um Elliot Brown's a British brand that's pretty cool. Um they're they're rugged as hell. They're they're good looking, really clean looking. Yeah. Um very sharp. And they're also the kind of watch that will look just as good in ten years, meaning they're like very timeless looking. Mm-hmm. Um the NTH is actually a throwback brand. You you've seen them. Yep. yep. It's it's basically. Hey, you're wearing one now. Yeah, I'm wearing I'm wearing the NAK now, which is kind of like a takeoff on the Submariner. Okay. Um, so basically, they they take they take watches that have. Um, have a good historical value like you know been around for a long time and and mm-hmm. tried and true tested uh designs mm-hmm. and then they make them modern with modern movements modern materials and then chris vale who's the designer and mm-hmm. owner he puts his own own twist on it yeah, with, guy's with some, awesome. yeah he's he's totally cool so uh yeah so so things are going well we uh we we sold through so the gorillas they i was only able to get 10 of them mm-hmm. right so it's a limited edition watch that they were almost completely sold out of worldwide, and they saved me ten for our launch with them. So I sold through, I think five or six of those. Okay. Um, so that's pretty cool. NTHs, I sold a handful and a couple of Elliot Browns. And gotcha. um, what's 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 really cool is is the first couple went to people I know, went to friends, went to you know, yeah, you, know, uh, yeah, you. <laughs> uh, some sitting some o- off sitting on the desk, some on old, desk, yeah, some older clients. Um, And so what happened was when I launched, I was hoping to, like, you know, kind of just kick down the gate and and start selling like crazy. And that was just, yeah, it's just my optimism, obviously. But in reality, up until a month ago, nobody in the world outside of my friends and people Mm. I talked to knew what Gauge was. You know, they had no idea it existed, didn't know what it was going to be. So that said, um, with... With my social media push, a couple of uh, great articles that were written online. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a couple other media events. I did my watch lifestyle, which is mm-hmm. an online show. Um, I did a podcast with the Hour Time Show, which is actually one of the one of the only watch industry podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, all that kind of stuff. So now people are starting to see, you know see who we are and learn about us and see us on social. So over the last two or three weeks, I had f- about five or six organic purchases. Come oh, through. that's cool yeah so so like uh two two were in Massachusetts, one in illinois uh and and two or three others, but it's kind of cool because you know, I wake up in the morning or uh or or you know I get a bing on my phone in the midday, and all of a sudden it's like, oh wow, an order came through cool, you know yeah. but yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's starting a business man well, that's it, it's it, and um, so things are working really well. The industry is receiving us really, really well. Yeah, a lot
0: of I've seen a lot of good write-ups about you guys.
1: Yeah, so so Quill and Pads, one of the biggest blogs, she did a phenomenal write-up mm-hmm. on us. Tempest Fugit did a, a great write-up. Uh, as I mentioned, I did my Watch Lifestyle. Uh, everybody listening, if you if you want to check something out that's pretty cool, it's all it's. There's this guy Ty Brown. He's out in uh, in Philly, and he's he comes from production. He was a he, he toured with bands. Doing their you know their video documentaries and mm-hmm. stuff. He also produced commercials and things like that. And he became passionate about watches and he started this little channel called uh, My Watch Lifestyle. Nobody in the industry has ever done anything like he's doing because he does it from a very down to earth vibe. Yeah. Everybody in the industry, the watch industries, you know, pretty hoity toity, and you know everything is overproduced. They pay a marketing firm millions of dollars to pro- overproduce these videos and things like that. Whereas his thing, his 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 My Watch Lifestyle comes from a really down-to-earth, homegrown, you know, grassroots kind of thing out of his passion for his love of watches. And uh, so I drove down to Philly, and uh, we shot an episode of that. And he's got a couple of different themes in his show. One of them is called "Cooking with Watches." So we met at this restaurant. Mm-hmm. We uh, sat down. We talked about watches for a little bit. We went back in the kitchen and cooked with a master chef. Oh shit, um, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, while he was rocking one of my watches, he was rocking a gor- my my personal gorilla that I oh, have. Oh my god! And then um, yeah, so it, it was a ton of fun. And um, so so we're just doing. We're getting approached by all of these different types of media sources and these different types of people who again a month ago never heard of us and never would have really wanted to do anything because you know why they going to invite a guy on who's been in the industry you know i've been in the industry forever but you know what am i doing differently they had no idea so now with watch gauge and our support of micro brands and our approach to everything they're like people are calling me like almost daily now uh as a matter of fact i i i went to an event in uh new york city with um with a brand called Bremont
0: Yeah I was going to say I remember you telling me About the Bremont event. Yeah it
1: was a couple of days After, uh, after that thing in Connecticut um, So Bremont's a high end brand I don't do business with them because, yeah. because again I've gotten into the micro brands Which are generally A thousand bucks and under mm-hmm. um, But Bremont's a brand That sells between I'd say about four And four or five grand Up to twenty yeah. um, But I have a relationship With those guys I've known them for ten years I'm very friendly With the owners I'm friendly with uh, The guy who runs the boutique So, so they were having This huge event And they invited me this thing was just peppered with press. Everybody, uh, really? I mean, yeah, it was like the biggest press guys in the industry, the biggest media, like online media influencers, um, you know, the Red Bar Crew. If you guys are into watches, you know who the Red Red Bar Crew is. If you don't, check them out. They're awesome. Um, but then I got uh, approached by this other couple of guys who I'm not really, I'm not going to mention mm-hmm. because I have something in the works with them and I want it to be a surprise for, for my social. Absolutely. But, Basically it's one of the biggest YouTubers in the industry. You know, okay. so um and and the long and the short of it is I'm the industry of the watch industry. Yeah, the watch that? industry, right. So the long and the short of it is they apparently love what I'm doing. They love my story, they love the approach that we have with Watch Gauge. And so I have a meeting with them on Thursday because we're gonna collaborate on something that I don't even know what it is yet. Meaning They've got this established big thing that they've got going on, mm-hmm. but they've got something much, much grander in store uh, for the future, yeah. and they, they, I'm going in next Thursday to have a meeting to find out what that's all about, so I'm really stoked about that. Again, a month ago, these guys would have been like, hey, how are you? Nice to meet you, blah, 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 but hey, I, they never would have asked me to, to collaborate or anything like that, mm-hmm. but here we are a month later. I mean, we've only been, a lot, been live, I think, about four, maybe five weeks yeah. since the site's been up. So a lot has been happening. It's been a ton of fun, and and I'm learning. I mean, again, I'm learning social media. I'm learning video production now. Which if you if you go to my YouTube, uh-huh. you'll see how poor the quality is. And if you <laughs> you're not supposed
0: to say that,
1: it's so true, man. It's pretty awful. But you're learning, but but that's it. You know, from my standpoint, my feeling is that if somebody watches my YouTube channel and they're interested in watches, or or you know they're thinking about buying watches. If they're watching my channel, they can see the authenticity in it. And you know what I mean? They can see that I'm a regular dude who loves watches, and I love my business, and I love what I'm doing. It's not really about their video production and the quality of it. But what's kind of funny is like I... And I'm just... I think the change is really going to happen from now till about two months from now, mm-hmm. as far as the quality getting better. Because I'm actually taking, I'm I'm taking the time. I'm sitting up till eleven, twelve, one o'clock at night, yeah. watching YouTube videos, messing with videos online. I mean, on my uh, on my on my Mac, mm-hmm. you know, to try to uh, make the quality better. I don't want them to be super super duper high quality. Yeah, but I want them to be good enough so I don't look like an idiot. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, the, the first couple were true. I mean, I I didn't know how to edit, edit anything, so yeah. I, had, I had to do everything in one take. And whatever I did try to edit was edited so poorly. <laughs> it was like it was so bad. Oh, uh, dude, I was like mid sentence and it's cutting to another clip. It's like, it's was, it was awful. But it's it's, it's you live and you learn. But it's fun. Yeah, it's and I know and I genuinely don't care because to me, again, it, it brings brings through that authenticity of, of what we're doing. Yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not a video producer, right? I'm I'm a guy who's into watching and sells watches. So yep. so if my message is getting across, it, it, it's okay. If that's, it's,
0: yeah, that's all that matters.
1: Yeah, and then you know, and then the Instagram's growing. The Facebook has has gotten pretty huge uh for the short period we've been around i think mm. i've got i don't know i, I don't even know the numbers but it seems like every day i'm getting 20 30 40 likes which which to me is it seems like a lot it's tremendous yeah yeah so um but again it's it's just all this learning it's all this fun and and here we go so anybody listening check out my instagram my youtube my twitter my go, yeah, that, go check it all and out. smash those buttons will you
0: yeah uh, yeah it's it's crazy to it come from like not having a single idea, because that's basically how this whole thing started, was I didn't have a single idea how to do the podcast, and I was just like, all right, let's just uh, try to make this thing happen here.
1: Yeah, you know, the I think I told you this day one that we did this show, the first time I was here. I never was a podcast guy. I never really listened to podcasts, yeah. right? And I'm thinking to myself, you know, especially after we did it, you know, I couldn't even imagine all the years that I hung out with my buddies, we lived in houses together, Dude, if we had a microphone going on, there would be some seriously funny stuff going on. Of course. On. You know what I mean? Like some fu- some really funny stuff. And that's basically, you knew that you were going to be good at that, right? So yeah. you knew you were going to be good at sitting down, BSing with a guy like me or, or any Whoever, other. yeah. And, and just laughing. And you know and, and if you could record it and make a show out of it, why not? It's a blast. Of course. It's a blast. I mean, absolute blast. Absolute blast.
0: That's the goal of it, is just to hang out and have fun and... And as obviously as time goes on, I'm learning more and more about this stuff, and I'm like, all right, you know. And it's it's crazy when you really want to do it, you're up till twelve, one, two o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah, you're staying home like when people are going out.
1: Yeah, and you and you know you got to get up in four hours for work, and you're still sitting there, and and you, you know, that's what passion's about, man. I mean, you know, it's funny because I've got my my oldest son is twelve. He just turned twelve, and he is a spitting image of what I was at twelve. Okay, you know. AD, ADD like you wouldn't believe, right? Mm. Like, it's, you know, he could be looking, he could be doing anything that he's supposed to be doing, and the minute something, like a butterfly flies by, mm. oh, look, a butterfly, and then <laughs> and totally off track, and I was the same way, but on the same token, he's the same way as I am when it comes to when I like something, and when I'm passionate about something, it's laser focus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, so again, I'll sit up till one o'clock, I get, I get up every morning at like quarter to 6 Mm-hmm. I'll stay up to one, two o'clock in the morning sometimes, whether I'm messing with videos or whether I'm, I'm learning how to learn WordPress because my 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 original technology guy who I loved turned into be a douche. Uh, <laughs> he he just literally up and uh, up and fell off the face of the earth. I don't yeah. know if he went on a drug bender or what he did, but if you listen to this, John, fuck you. Um, So, so I'm learning WordPress. Yeah, you know, I'm learning how to, I'm learning how to develop my website Mm -hmm. while it's up and live, which is scary as hell. Yeah,
0: because you want to make a mistake.
1: Oh my god, if I do something wrong, I take down my whole site, and I don't have backup. Yeah, I mean, I do. I have this one guy, Steve, uh, who's working for me out in Michigan. He's he's a dynamite dude, but he's got a full time like serious job where he he makes real coin. Yeah. So for me, he's doing it because he kind of likes the project. He likes me, and and he's making a couple extra bucks on the side. Yeah. But if I crash this site, dude, and he's not around, I am done. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm very carefully learning WordPress yeah. and learning, learning, <laughs> learning a little bit of. True, I,
0: that's that's real
1: trial <sighs> by fire, dude. It's terrifying. <laughs> it's the because you know years ago, WatchGage itself. The reason the name is WatchGage is yeah. because I own this domain from four years ago, three yeah. four years ago. You know, a couple of years ago for giggles, I created a. Uh, uh, uh on you know, a blog site about watches, mm. right? Yeah, so it was yeah. just right, I mean, and it was honestly, it was just to stay relevant in the industry while I was doing stuff behind the scenes. Yeah, and so that's why I own the site. But when it was a blog, mm-hmm. I was messing around with it one day trying to change the theme or something like that. Yeah, and I wiped the, the whole site out. Uh, I mean, I'm, I mean, it didn't literally delete everything. Yeah, but it was like you Wouldn't went. Load. It wouldn't load. Yeah. You, you would you know, if I went to WatchGage.com, it said, you know, the domain is completely gone. <laughs> you know, so uh so that's I mean so these are the things that I'm doing. It's a blast, it's fun, it's scary, you know, not to mention just starting a business is scary, right? Yeah. You know, starting starting some, anything, especially when it's this visible. Because yes. this this business is truly me. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? It's not I don't it's, – it's, it's totally different than anything I've ever done because anything else I've ever done hasn't been on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, on podcasts. Yeah, all your friends and family aren't, aren't seeing it all the time. Dude, I have, I have industry friends for 10, 15, 20 years yeah. who are reaching out to me like, yeah, we're watching every, everything you put up on YouTube mm-hmm. and they're liking everything on Facebook and this and that. So if for some reason, which it, I know it's not going to happen, but if some reason this thing crashed and burned – Yeah, it would be like you know public humiliation. (laughs) But but again, that adds the excitement to the fun, to the focus, to everything else. Yeah. So it's it's,
0: yeah. Once you put it, because I remember once I made the first first podcast, I was like super nervous, and I wasn't even nervous about doing the show. The show was cake, right? But it was like like you get an antsy posting it. You're like, oh my god, all my friends, (laughs) all my family (laughs) are gonna listen to, this. and like I have friends on Facebook who I haven't seen in. Years, me too. Years, and I'm like,
1: "Am I really ready to just put it out there and everybody's <laughs> gonna see this?" That shit? is, it's totally it, man. It's 100. And you know what's funny is, it's funny you mentioned Facebook because I was never on. I was such an anti Facebook dude. Yeah. Even if you look at my personal, you know, because because when I have the web, the watch gauge, um, uh, Facebook page, mm-hmm. you know, you can't just log on to Facebook and create a uh, a business page. Yeah. You have to sign up for a personal account, which for however long Facebook has been around, I've always said I will never in my life be on Facebook, right? But this business n- made it a necessity. Yeah. With that, so I go on Facebook, and I had to sign up, right? So I do that, mm-hmm. and I'm like, this is going to be 100% business. So even if you go on my personal page, yeah, it's all, there's nothing on there about my kids, about my wife, about yeah. my family, about us going on vacation. That's just not what I do. It's, yeah. I don't want people to know all my stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But that said... There are so many people on Facebook that, you know, I haven't seen in 25 years. I graduated uh, high school in 1990. Okay. There are dozens and dozens of people that I haven't seen since graduation day who now all of a sudden are like Facebook friends, and they're watching <laughs> all the shit I'm doing, right? So so for the last 20 20- – Yeah, what the fuck is John Keel up to tonight? Right. And, and and like, they will start liking my posts on, on us going to an event or uh, me launching a new – and they'll comment on it. Oh, you know, you're doing great. It looks like you're doing well. God bless. Blah, blah, blah. But I'm thinking to myself, holy shit, if I fail, even those people are going to know it. <laughs> so <laughs> – I haven't seen you in 20 years. You'll again, know. Again, it's not going to happen. But that's – that. these are the things that go through your mind when of you're – Of course. When you're – I mean, you're literally – this is doing, doing stuff the way you're doing it and doing stuff the way I'm doing it where – you are the personality behind. You're the personality behind the podcast. I'm the personality behind Watch Gauge, and we're doing it so publicly so we can gain a following. Yep, that's really kind of the the real life antithesis of going to school in your underpants stream that you used to have when you were a kid, right? Literally, you wake you're up and like, it all out, <laughs> dude, You're 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 standing in front of class giving a presentation, and you're in your underpants. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what you and I are doing. So. You know, it's it's. We're not now. We're under pants. No, year. no, no. I am. I am definitely wearing pants right now. Harrison, I he's a handsome dude, but he's not my kind of guy. Um, so yeah, but that's, that's it's kind of funny because I never put myself personally out there like yeah. that, and that's that's what you're doing. That's what I'm doing, and and it's really just kind of the weirdest thing. Yeah, you know, it's, it's very strange. It's really strange because, I mean, and this is you don't know, sound like a dick saying this, but. Like, imagine being a personality, right? And imagine mm. being like, you know, a real star. Oh, you like,
0: know? What, like a f- actual famous person.
1: Yeah, like you think when they're when they're getting into a movie role or they're they're going out on tour with a new album. If people don't receive it, you're like publicly shamed, bro. Yeah, (laughs) and they're they're done on millions of levels. Like we're I'm I'm got 500 Facebook friends or whatever I've got, right? So so yeah, I'm shamed by 500 people. But
0: (laughs) yeah, when yeah, you're
1: the craziest thing is
0: too is is people are fucking ruthless, man. Like, and and thankfully everybody I know that listens to the show, whatever it is, has been super super supportive of, of everything. Same and and I haven't given any, I don't think I've given anyone a reason to just be like fuck the show but it's it's such a weird feeling knowing that you know at any point and luckily it's we're small and I said says in an oxymoronic way where luckily we're smaller where we don't have to worry about you know if we do we do fuck up or something like that it's only a couple hundred people that see it or yeah. or whatever it is where when you're on that level
1: they're ruthless. They'll just chew you up. Well, that's that's the thing that I absolutely loathe. I mean, I'm talking hate with a passion mm-hmm. about Facebook, right? And and it hasn't happened to me because just like you, everybody's been super supportive. I I mean, I have yet to get in get somebody who's really kind of trying to, to trying to bait me or troll me into a into an argument or something. But I look at guys who are more established, uh, particularly brand owners. Take take mm-hmm. Chris Vale for instance from from NTH. Yeah. That dude gets trolled daily by these ca- keyboard cowboys, we call them, right? Like yeah. these guys who, if because they're sitting behind their computer, I feel like they have the ability yep. to say whatever the fuck they want. Mm-hmm. And then, then they just start arguments over absolutely stupid stuff. Now, Chris is the master. Hey, dude, If all right, everybody needs to go onto Facebook and follow this dude because... The shit arguments that he gets into are hysterical. He is, he's like the roast master. He's a Jeff Ross of uh, of Facebook roasting <laughs> because anybody gets an argument with he just destroys. It's fantastic. Like I actually wake up in the morning and if I see that he's in a rant with somebody, I'm like, oh yeah, it's on. Right. <laughs> I set aside the next twenty minutes to read the hundred and fifty comments. But
0: oh my God. but
1: that being said, I don't. I would not take that stuff lightly. I don't. These cowboy. You know, keyboard cowboy or whatever the hell you call them, these schmucks online. Because if they were in front of my face and they said something like that, I would right. knock their fucking teeth out. Of course, you know. So, but again, it hasn't happened to me. I, my personal feeling on that, that kind of person, those kind of people who do stuff like that, is they're those? They're those kind of people that they they're so jealous of any sort of success. They just resent to everybody, right? And you and I, you know, we're not. We're, f- I guess, fortunately. Not successful enough to, to have that kind of trolling. <laughs> no, yeah. I, you know, God willing, we we get to the point where you know, uh, I guess we're that successful. I don't know. It's a double edged sword. Yeah. But it, but at the end of the day, these these people are cowards, man. But
0: it's I mean that's with everything. It doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter your fame level. People are just going to be out – like, they, people fiend that, like, oh, let me just –
1: Loathing people who are successful. Yeah, and you I don't know, understand why. You know, why. the crazy, craziest thing is – is and, I mean, it's just a weird – you know, growing – all through my 20s, you know, I had a really, really tight-knit group of guys that we mm-hmm. were friends with. And and we we did everything together. There's probably eight, nine of us. There was this one dude – like, so I, I've liked Porsches since I was two years old. Mm-hmm. It's not a status thing. It's not a, hey, look at me. I've got a Porsche. Yeah. I've just, it's been one of those cars that, I mean, my uncle had one when I was a real little kid, and ever since then, it was like, that's the car I want if yeah. I ever make it big. So, we were in this group of guys that I that I spent my 20s with, and there was one dude in particular, we'd be driving down the road somewhere, you know, going to the beach or whatever we're doing, yeah. and some guy would drive by in a Porsche, and he'd be like, what a dick. And I'd, I'd look at him, i like, who? He's like, oh, that guy in the Porsche. I'm like, why? He was like, you gotta be a dick to drive a Porsche. I'm thinking to myself... No, that's that a BMW. <laughs> that's a <the> difference. <laughs> I, I was I was thinking Corvette, but um No, but the truth is like he would and he meant it. Like he was like, if you if you it just truly resented the person. And I'm I'm looking at him like, why, dude? I'm like, you fucking jealous. He's like, No, a guy like that's gotta be a jerk, you know, if he needs to have a car. Didn't make sense to me, right? And I just always looked at him like, You're such an idiot.
0: Yeah.
1: But I mean this is going back I was let's say I was twenty five. So this is going back almost twenty you know, eighteen years or whatever so I'm going back. I talked to him a couple months ago. We were hanging out with B.S. And, and he's like, yeah, I, I think he sold a he So He had kids and sold his motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, I'm thinking about getting a Porsche. I look at him. I go, you're going to be the dick. And he's <laughs> like, what do you mean? I, I'm like, bro, you used, people used to drive by in a Porsche. You'd be like, what a dick. And I, he's like, yeah. I did not. I never said that. I'm like, yes, you did. Oh, yeah. But it, but to me, it always that that always like – when every time that something a situation like that ever happened, I was like, I'm like, dude, you're just jealous that he's he's dude successful. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I'm I'm the other way around. If 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 like you came, if you pulled up today tomorrow to my office and you had like a 911 twin turbo or you had you know whatever, yeah. dude, I'd be stoked for you. I'm yeah. like so, I'd be so excited. Yeah, you know, it's um.
0: Dave, at that point, you I don't want to say you made it, but you're definitely on your way there.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it, to me, it's like I applaud success. I mean, it's. Uh, uh, whatever level, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I have uh, I have a neighbor of mine who a couple of years ago got a couple big contracts with his business, mm-hmm. and ever since then he's been killing it, and yeah. you know he's got a couple new cars, and he's he's just a good guy. Dude, I'm so happy for that kind of guy. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's somebody down the road who's like, "Oh, look at him in his fancy car." I'm like, "You're such a dick." But he, why are you for hating? Him. I'm like, "Why are you hating?" Exactly. It's not like he was. He it. His, If you were giving it, then that's
0: then that's a different story.
1: He worked his ass off for it. He's humble about it. You know, when I, he bought this nice car, and I saw him, you know, a couple days later, I'm like, "Dude, that's a beautiful car." He's like, "I totally regret it." I'm like, "Why?" He goes, ah, it's just it's it's not me," you know, yeah. and. and he, you know, it, he's so humble that he didn't feel like he, he should be having yeah. this $120,000 car. But, you know, but again, I mean, the guy, there's a buddy of mine down the block. He's like, oh, I can't believe him and his fancy car. It's, it's, why hate on somebody? Because they're successful, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, you should be the other way around. You should strive for that. You know, it's it it totally yeah. reminds me of something. remember a couple of years ago. All these tree hugging hippies were were driving around with the ninety nine percent sticker on their car, meaning they were one of nine, You know, they weren't one of the upper one yeah. percent of society. And it's like, oh, uh, cry, cry me a river, right? I'm not one of the ninety nine percent. I mean, I'm one of the ninety nine percent. And screw guys who are the one percenters. I, I actually thought about having bumper stickers made that say "Striving to be the one That's you a know? great sticker. I buy one. Yes, absolutely. I'm 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 doing. I mean, look. To be a one percenter in the country, as far as top, and you, you know, one percent mm-hmm. of top income, you got to make, I think, I, mean, I don't know what the number is, but it's got to be probably a million bucks or half a million bucks a year or more. Um, but whatever that number is, obviously it's a long stretch, but shouldn't you strive to do that, right? And it's not about money, it's just about doing whatever you're doing well. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's you know, that's, just, dude, totally in my mind. That bumper sticker, striving to be the one percenter would be the you know absolute FU to every one of those people who have a, a 99 percenter sticker on their car.
0: Yeah. You oh, know? absolutely. A hundred percent. Hold on here. I think I found...
1: Uh, a number?
0: Yeah. Uh, they actually broke it down by state, which was pretty impressive. The, the Google machine. Uh, yep. Uh, New Mexico, New York.
1: Holy shit. How much, how much... Wait, hold on a second. Before you... <laughs> how much do you have to make in New York to be in the top one percent annually? <laughs> Annual income required
0: to be in the top one percent of New of New Yorkers, of yeah of New Yorkers is five hundred and seventeen thousand, and the average annual income of the top one percent is two million six thousand six hundred thirty-two dollars. So the <laughs>
1: so, so to be the to be an average one percenter, you got to make two million and change a year. Yep. That's bananas right right, so so you got to... Figure- i mean every,
0: every state's different by the way
1: I yeah mean, yeah i'm sure I'm new sure. mexico, I'm, I'm, new sure mexico Mo- is- I'm sure montana's like eighty six thousand dollars <laughs> Mon-
0: like new Mex- New mexico's two hundred and thirty one thousand that's a- annual, and then the average is five thirty nine right um let's see find montana here montana and, I, and I Ooh, love- montana's seven hundred uh seven hundred and thirty to be the average all right or seven hundred thirty is the average, and then the wow. uh Top one percent is two hundred ninety seven thousand. Not that that's like pocket change. By no, all means, not me wrong. That's a lot of
1: money, but you know,
0: that's you, not. You also got to think too two hundred or three hundred thousand dollars in Montana goes a hell oh hell yeah, yeah. of a lot you further. could
1: buy some land boy. That goes a hell of a lot <laughs> further than what you can get in New York. Yeah. You know my my half an acre in uh in Shable's worth maybe five hundred thousand, right? Five hundred thousand Montana, you're probably getting you could have, a couple hundred acres. You could have yeah, you could have a quarter of the state. Yeah. I got a I got a good buddy of mine who up and moved to Montana and and I was like, dude, he, he moved from Queens to Montana Talk about a move. Talk about a life. Adjustment. I was going to say, t- yeah, uh,
0: he was, lifestyle change.
1: He was he was working in Manhattan, and he was uh, and and all of a sudden he's like, ah, I'm going to go to Montana. <laughs> just up and in- yeah, he's been there. He's been there now. But see, like, what did
0: somebody like? What did he do that he he could just do that or he just left
1: no he you know what he he lived out here by us for a while and uh he was one of my one of those good guys i was talking about you that i was friends with for, for yeah, you know, yeah. all through my 20s my buddy russell he's one of my favorite people in the world but he um so he lived out here and he was uh gee what was he, he was a mechanic that worked on airplanes okay okay so he worked he worked at uh MacArthur airport here and he and he was like an air, airplane technician or whatever yeah, it was yeah. so when he ended up going to work in Manhattan, he ended up getting some kind of big job with a um with a forklift company, overseeing okay. all their mechanics or whatever it was. So oh, well. but he uh his brother moved out to Montana. He went out to visit him and he fell in love with it, man. And he uh he was newly married and uh and his wife loved it. he loved it and he said, "You know what? Let's move out to Montana. I'll, I'll open up a you know, auto repair center." And I was talking to him one day. I'm like, dude, why don't you ever come back? Well, first of all, you know, he's not, he's not making the money he used to make out there. That's for yeah, of sure. Um, you know, but the other side of the coin is he's like three or four hours from the closest airport. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So he's like, for him to travel here takes like a day. Yeah, you know what I mean because, and not only that. So the airport I think he's close to is not a not a big one. Yeah. So then he's got to take a little regional plane somewhere else. Then he's got to take another plane here. So he, you know he just. He's but yeah, like,
0: by the time you get here, it's a process. And he doesn't have much family here anymore, yeah. so it's not
1: like he's you know. But but it's just funny. That's a, that's a move, man. From from Queens yeah. to uh, my to buddy Montana.
0: wants my buddy's in uh, in North Carolina, and my buddy Alex, and he just up and left and fuck it. I'm just going to go down there, started his own little company. And he's like, "Oh, you got to come visit." And I'm like, "I'm yeah. afraid
1: to come visit." Why? And, uh, oh, you wouldn't want to come back. Exactly. Dude, go, North Carolina's great. South Carolina's great.
0: I go, I might not come home, man. And I, he's like, "Dude, you got to visit." And I'm like,
1: "It's dude, it's ah, I miss you, man, but it's I a different don't know way of if life. Ready to pull that trigger yet." It's a different way of life. You know what's funny is I I was down in Louisiana for a friend's wedding years ago, man. Jeez. God, I feel old when I think of this stuff. But so a, a good friend of ours uh met a guy. She she was she was teaching in Virginia. She moved to Virginia to teach. She met a guy who was uh, in the Navy there. They fell for each other. He, his family owns one of the biggest crawfish farms in, in the world. Oh, sure. And, in Louisiana. And uh, big money and whatever, but super guy. So she ended up moving to Louisiana in, in a place called Lafayette, which is probably, I think it's two or three hours from mm-hmm. New Orleans. So we went down there for, the, for their wedding, and we ended up making like an a eight-day trip. So we spent two or three days, oh, nice. in, two or three days in their town, yeah, partying like animals, and it was awesome. It was such a good place. And then um, after all the wedding and everything was over, we all drove to New Orleans. Oh, oh nice. I got a good story about that drive too. Don't let me forget. But then we spent like five or six days. No, I think four or five days in New Orleans, mm-hmm. which is really not advisable because I seriously was detoxing on the plane home. I joke <laughs> you not. I. There the, the was like the third day in New Orleans, right? And it wasn't it wasn't a busy time of the year, and uh. it was still crazy. And there was like one that we woke up one morning like eleven o'clock, you know, banged up. Coming home at four in the morning, Banged up. oh, sideways. And then we 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 woke up in the morning, we're all hungover, and we were all like, dude, we are not drinking tonight till at least after dinner, right? Next thing you know, we go to lunch. Uh, yeah, next time, next thing you know, we go to lunch, <laughs> and. We, <laughs> We all order burgers. This that. oh, we went to Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville, so we got cheeseburgers. And all of a sudden, my buddy's like, "Dude, are we really not gonna have a margarita?" And I'm like, "Frick, you know." So we ended up. You curse the
0: whole time. You say "frick" now. Uh, <laughs> well, you know.
1: So, so yeah. So, but on the way home, I'll never forget. We're on the flight home, and we're halfway there. I'm trying. sleeping. I'm. I, I reek of alcohol, <laughs> and my buddy JP nudges me. He's like, "Bro, he goes, what are we doing tonight when we go home? Where are we going?" I'm like, what are you, do you freaking mind? Yeah. Dude, my hand was shaking. Yep. I'm like, I'm detoxing. So quick, let, let's reverse a little bit. Quick story. We, so we're driving from Lafayette, Louisiana to to New Orleans. And we had, it was me, two of my guy buddies, and three of our girl our friends that were girls. Not girlfriends, they were just friends of girls. But So we're cruising, it's like a three, four hour, three and a half hour yeah. ride, right? So we're on this middle, like, backwoods road to nowhere. And we had two rental cars. There's three in one car, three in the other. And all of a sudden, we're passing this this stand that looked like, um, gee, how do I say it? looked like a 1950s ice cream shop, kind of. Where, like, you pull up to it, but there's no seating inside. Mm-hmm. So we're passing this stand, and, and I'm driving the lead car, and my friend JP is driving the car behind us. And we're doing like 70 or whatever we're doing. We're flying down the road. All of a sudden, we're passing this place. And and again, we're hungover and whatever. And all of a sudden, I'm reading the sign that says, drive through daiquiris. Right? Uh,
0: Yeah. Count me in. (laughs) So
1: we're literally passing this place at like 70 miles an hour. And all of a sudden, I go, guys, hold on. Right? I literally locked up the brakes and I cut the wheel like Duke's a Hazard style. <laughs> and I floored it back to this place. And I must have gone into this parking lot sideways, right? And I pull up to this drive, drive up window, like a McDonald's type of window. Mm. And this girl slides the window up. She goes, How can I help y'all? And I look at her. I'm like, Let me get this right. This is a drive-through daiquiri stand. <laughs> she goes, "Y'all not from around here, are you?" And I go, "No, we're not." <laughs> I go, "How does this exactly work? Are we allowed to drink and drive?" She said, "No. The rule is that they they give it to you in this like you know plastic cup with a lid, uh-huh. and they put this piece of scotch tape across the straw hole." Uh-huh. She goes, You're, "You have to keep the scotch tape on." I go. Okay, I said we'll take three large ones. <laughs> Meanwhile, my buddy pulls it, My buddy JP pulls up behind us, and his you know his grin I could see from from the view yeah. mirror is like the size of the you know the the front windshield. <laughs> you have to keep the scotch tape. On. So, so we drive to the back of the building, mm-hmm. right? We, I said, I said, you know, we uh, we pull the scotch tape off, we jam straws in there, we start sucking these things down, and they were powerful. So then all of a sudden. <laughs> So I was like, "Oh, I got to take a leak." So and and everybody else in the car was like, "Yeah, me too." So we all get out of the car and we go over to the woods and, you know, take a leak. All of a sudden, I run I jump in the passenger seat. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, "Not it!" Uh, so we ended up going around. <laughs> we we ended up going around that little stand, I think, three times. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, Wasted it was in the ruthless. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. <laughs> Y'all not from around here? And I, and, I, and here's here's my here's my call to action on this whole little story. Uh-huh. Every politician listening on Long Island, you need to enact a bill that allows drive-through stackery stands on Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> It was... uh
0: Dude, people don't pay attention when they're driving. Oh, Jesus Christ. Text, I almost died like five text, times today just sitting texting, in traffic. Te-
1: dude, texting is driving me bananas. People who are texting and driving are driving me bananas. You want to know what's fucked up? I don't care if people text and drive.
0: It doesn't bother me at all. What what drives me nuts is people that, one, are either terrible drivers, or two, the yeah, either, either one, um or two, they're just not paying attention. At, like, they're just so zoned out. Like that, they're sitting at a red light and it turns green. But I see them not texting. I could see them, yeah, and they're just sitting there. Like mind is nowhere near where it should be.
1: You know, the one thing I've seen a lot of lately, or I smelled a lot of lately, is people burn weed while they're driving. It's become and more it, legal, man. It's yeah, and and you know, it would happen once in a great while, like all the time, like for the last you know however however long I've been driving mm-hmm. lately. I feel like it's consistently. I feel like it's once, twice, three times a week. I'm sitting in my car smelling like the burning ree. What does smell, great. I love the smell of weed. <laughs> I I cannot smoke weed. And unfortunately, and I mean it truly, unfortunately uh, I cannot smoke weed. It just doesn't work well with you. I I get catatonic, man. I I literally turn into a a like a, a pile of slime. Um it, it just doesn't Can't work me. I haven't touched it in in probably 20 years. But, I thought you like 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, I haven't touched it since lunch. And man, it's gotten stronger. Um, yeah, no, it, I mean, back in the day, and, and I hope my kids aren't listening, but back in the day, you know, in high school, whatever. I, and I wasn't never a big weed smoker at all. And I mean that. I'm not just saying it for the show here. But mm-hmm. I never really was. I'd rather drink beer. But whenever I did, it was like, you know, these guys would, would like hit, hit a, a pipe or a bong or whatever for, for a while. And they would be fine. Yeah, but that stuff has gotten so different and so strong over mm-hmm. over the years that I mean, we went to a concert, um, gee, last month, month and a half ago, and there were some guys burning in the parking lot, and I honestly got a contact eye just from you know cars that were two cars away, two yeah. guys are two cars away, you know, and I'm just it doesn't affect me right, you know, yeah. and not to mention I don't I don't like getting out of control, like I like drinking my beer because I know my pace, I know my yeah. level and i know when i start feeling okay to tap the brakes right mm-hmm. i rarely get sideways i mm-hmm. mean very rarely these days and i actually quit drinking liquor the the like the month i got engaged oh, so i think that- i've dr- i think i've done maybe 3 shots of alcohol aside from beer maybe 3 in the last 15 16 years Jesus. because it does not work well for me because i'll drink i'll drink a you know i'll drink a big tall glass of whatever mm-hmm. with rum in it and mm-hmm. I drink it at the same speed and pace I drink yes. beer. Yep. So the problem is, I'll have three beers and it won't it won't affect me a bit because yeah. I drink light beer, right? So it won't really affect me a bit. And all of a sudden, if I have three Bacardi drinks or whatever, the same size, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'll You're be done. I'll be on the floor. Yeah. You know. So it's I don't I don't like the feeling of feeling out of control. Yeah. You know, or feeling like I can't get a grip on myself. You know, it's uh,
0: yeah, it's definitely it's a crazy thing, but with, with the, I mean. I feel like at this point, because now there's so many states that are that weed is legal in, it's just becoming so accepted, where yeah. it's just like, eh, it's all, like, back in the day it was so, it had this stigma about it that yeah, it was it's so upon. bad, yeah, and now it's just like, I'm already right, smoking weed, like, whatever. Yeah. And, and what's crazy is the fact that people, like, there's still people out there that are like, oh, he's smoking weed, like, what a degenerate. Meanwhile, they're smoking a cigarette,
1: which right. is like... With it, with Directly it. Relinked, linked yeah. to cancer. Right, right, right. That just blows my mind. Yeah, see, I, I'm kind of torn on the whole weed thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I honestly, if if you're if you're a responsible individual who wants to go home and burn a little to, to unwind, the same exact way I might go home and have you know two or three or four beers, yeah, you know after after a day of work or, or working in the yard or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. I don't have a ton of an issue with that at all. I mean, I really don't have any issue because I don't think it's much different than yeah. than drinking a couple of beers. The problem I have with weed—it's probably better for the environment too. Well, I think it's probably better for your, your health-wise too. I don't know. I mean, but either way, it just—it doesn't bother me all that much. The problem I have with it, and I, and I know this is such a cliche, and everybody's you know half of your listeners can be like, you're a dick, but my problem with it is truly as a gateway to other things. So I think I think if somebody would start smoking weed at 25 years old, it's a different story mm-hmm. than if somebody starts smoking at 16. Yeah. Right, because. I don't know a single individual in my life, and I, I've I've known a lot of people who've gotten hev- very heavily into drugs. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm talking serious drugs. And actually, I probably in the last five years have lost more than three or four people that I know very well mm-hmm. to heroin. Right? Yeah. I don't know a single person who's touched heroin or cocaine or anything else who did not start with weed. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, so I do think it, it at an immature age that I that I if somebody starts smoking weed. I think there's more of a likelihood that they'll yeah. say it's okay to try other things. Yes. Whereas if you were, I wouldn't be opposed to. that. Yeah. Don't no. So it. so that's my issue, and and I usually don't even talk about that with most people. But since we segued mm-hmm. into it, but you know that's just my feeling, and and I I don't have an issue with people the pro, with smoking weed. But my problem with people smoking weed is respect it the same way you respect booze, right? Yes. So I I should not be on Sunrise Highway by the merge mm-hmm. uh, at four thirty or five o'clock in the afternoon coming home. While the guy in front of me is burning, right,
0: I well, also don't know if the guy in front of you is boozing either,
1: well, that's the point. I mean, I mean, you're absolutely right, you don't know, but he's not sitting there sucking you know out of a out of a vodka bottle, sitting there in in traffic, right, mm, but there's he is probably
0: still people that do that too. <laughs> there
1: probably is, there probably is.
0: I know a lot of people that yeah. have regular road sodas on the way home, from really, work. yeah, you know it's, a lot, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I mean, if you want to have a beer or two while you're driving. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't know. Man. Well, you know I, As long as you're not getting I think, out of I, control. Well, I think a
1: beer or two is fine. I I guess. I think it's fine. It's just a matter of you know, it's just a matter of
0: un, they're under the they're under the legal limit. Yeah. You just have an open container in the car. It's and right. an open container in a car versus <laughs> weed in the car is I'll, probably
1: I'll never forget the first time I was probably nineteen years old. the first time my dad caught me like, you know, coming home after having a couple beers and driving home. And he's like he sat me down, he's like, dude, he's like Back when I was your age, he goes, we would put a 12-pack between us on Deer Park Avenue and, and drag race, and then a cop would pull up next to us, mm-hmm. and he goes, we'd look at him and say, hey, Bob, want a beer? And pass him a beer. Yep. He goes, time's a difference. So, so, the the but, good old days. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, I, to, to get a time machine, that would be fun. I, but,
0: I, I t- I've talked about it in shows prior, and it would be the coolest thing to just put on a pair of glasses and say, hey, you know, I want to dial it back to what ha- what was happening here in 1970. Just roll and just it right back. And just be able back. to see it. And just, you know, oh, I just want to see like a history clip of what's what, happening, what it in- looked like, mm.
1: what, yeah. You know what's funny is I bet you in 50 years it'll be easy to do that because there's cameras everywhere now. Yes. Oh yeah. Right. There's no so, doubt about it. But 50 years ago there weren't, so you're not going to have that historical no. recollection. No. That's pretty funny.
0: But it would be the coolest thing in the world. Oh, hundred percent. If you could just say, Oh, let me put these on. And and I was talking to a guy last night and uh he was like, Oh, you know, I met Mike Tyson last night. And, oh yeah, yeah, and, well, uh, yeah, well I I oh, to ask you about that? Yeah, yeah. there was an, there was an event last night, um, and nerds like hair got invited. Um, and me and one of the girls that works here, Stephanie, uh, were like, Yeah, we'll go. So we went, we hung out. I got to uh, meet Mike Tyson, I hang out with Cecil Field there for a little while. Yeah. Um and there was another um New York Yankee uh, Retired player That was there also But I, I hung out with Cecil For like an hour Like yeah. just Just like this Almost yeah. We're just sitting at the bar Just, shooting just the BSing shit. And I was Where like, was it? Uh, the main event in Farmingdale Okay And uh Fucking just a cool dude Yeah like, And it was so funny too Because like I was I was like Just standing next to him Just shooting the shit with him And this lady like came over And I guess He kinda knew her And she kinda knew him And she might have been a little too intoxicated. And I could like she was driving me nuts, and I'm not even <laughs> famous. I was just around the dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. it was just so funny, and I was just, and we were just shooting the shit. And I was like, he's just a regular dude. Yeah, yeah. Played professional yeah. ball, and now he's living living in Florida, just hanging out. And he comes up here all the time. And I'm just like, what a crazy.
1: How was how was Tyson? <sighs> <laughs>
0: For, I, wish, I, have, I wish,
1: hold on, I wish everybody just saw the look on your face.
0: Look, Tyson's a legend. Yes. Everybody knows that, but
1: he has... Dude, he, he had his own Nintendo game. Yeah.
0: He has so much brain damage. <laughs> like, he is just... Sho- like, I saw it. I felt so bad because I'm like, this dude is a legend. And you could just tell. Like, he came out and he was just, Like, you could tell as soon as he came out... He was just was Adam. No- nobody behind the wheel. Yeah, nobody's behind the wheel. And like, I don't think he was on drugs. I honestly just think no. Yeah, he he's just been th- hit so many times as a as a boxer. And um, like, he comes out and he like people are like oh you know trying to like fist bump or high five him, and he's just like uh, like like fist bump people. I'm just like oh, like dude, you <laughs> were you still are like you'll always be a legend. Yeah, but for it was sure. Just like,
1: it's sad. It's sad.
0: You just got beat up so bad, mm-hmm. man, and. What's crazy what? is a lot of people said he was much taller back in the day, and he had shrank over time, which was weird. Yeah, and uh, I actually want like in the photo, I wanted to be the one that shook his hand, and I normally don't shake people's hands that are much bigger than mine. Yeah, I like to think a I'm a huge dude. Holy fuck! Well, that's that's the thing I with I felt a like boxer, I had little right? baby hands. I felt like I had uh, Floyd Mayweather hands, <laughs> little baby hands. Yeah,
1: well, that's the thing with a boxer. I mean, uh, you know, you get a guy who's got a big, heavy fist. You know, you don't. Yeah. You might not need a ton of power behind it, right? Yeah. You know, because like, you're getting hit with a his brick. fucking mitts, man. Well, wow. he shook my hand. and I was just
0: like, wow. I felt so tiny. Like I've never felt my hand feel like it was much. You know what? Than I just remembered.
1: Was. He's got that stupid tattoo on his face, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you'd think man. he'd have it removed by now.
0: He owns. A, he has a fucking lion, or a tiger. Sorry, but think. it just. I just like even when he was doing the report, like they were doing a quick like five minute Q and A. And uh, and C- and Cecil hadn't been there yet, but he was doing the Q&A, and, like, you could just tell. He's like just spaced out. Yeah. And I'm just like... Like, my heart broke when I heard it, and I was just like... Like, he's just so beat up. Like, yeah. there's nothing left. There's not much left up there. That sucks. Yeah. That but sucks. like, that's... What, I mean, they didn't know about... All these brain damages and shit that you could have over time, and
1: yeah, well, they they say that uh, that boxing's much more dangerous than MMA because in MMA you don't you don't take as many consistent hits over to the face ten or fifteen rounds, right? Yeah, you, you get hit in the face with a bare knuckles or those tiny little gloves they're wearing, you're getting knocked out. So yeah, yeah you might get knocked out, but you don't. They you're said like that gone. the damage the damage you get from that is far less than you get from that consistent, yeah. you know, round in and round out yeah. of getting punched in the head.
0: Yeah, it's. Oh, it was so like it was cool to meet him, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I I got to meet Mike Tyson, that's pretty cool. Like yeah, yeah. just the dude, just the legend, but like you, you look at him, and I looked at him, and I, like looked at him in the eye, and you just like you're like, "There's nothing left," and I was like, "Oh, that's sad." Like just crushes you. Yeah, crushes you. Like I felt so, like, I felt bad for him. Like there's there's nothing. Like I can't even do anything to help you.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it's but whatever hey yeah. he's got a cartoon that pays him right have you seen that cartoon no he's a cartoon dude now. he's gonna and i only know this because my kids watch uh i don't know what channel it's on yeah just look up mike tyson cartoon or whatever the hell is. but it's basically kind of like a new version of of scooby-doo no it's 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 and i've only watched it maybe 10 minutes in total because it's really that this stupid a real thing the Mike Tyson Mysteries. <laughs> it's yeah, it's like it's like Scooby Doo. It's it's. Freaking,
0: forty episodes. Holy shit!
1: Yeah, no, it's it's like a legit show, man. It's <laughs> and it's this, oh, it's still even on. Yeah, it's on now. That's why I say it. Yeah, episodes. Oh my what god! What is it on? Like Nick at Night or Nick Junior? or Something. I don't know. Uh, what the on. I don't
0: know. I just know that. Oh, it's a cool voice by himself. Yeah, um, <laughs>
1: well, that's the funny part of it. It's like, you know, I'm not even going to try to pretend to do his voice. <laughs> but uh, it's like, you know, that lispy. Yeah,
0: 2015, 2016, 2017.
1: Uh, yeah. That's pretty cool. It's that lispy 15-year-old girl voice that uh, <laughs> that he's got. <laughs> and I hope he's not listening because <laughs> I don't want to get hit with that brick. But, yeah, so the dude's getting paid at least, right? So he's, he's got something to live on. Because didn't he blow, like, $100 million or Probably. something? Wasn't he, like, broke?
0: probably i don, don't know don king took all of i don't money. know what, i don't know what it costs to get a get an appearance but the uh whatever it was cool that i got to meet him like yeah, what was, are you
1: what are you paying me for the appearance tonight what was that 10 bucks uh a case of Bud light <laughs> does that mean you can take whatever i don't drink home absolutely feel free <laughs> the less i have here the less i can drink by the way speaking of beer yeah what do you I'll drinking give, i'll
0: give a uh a, a, a little plug to the hanging hills brewing company they sent me down some, some beer from Hartford, Connecticut. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, the beer's quite tasty. They sent mm. me that. They sent me... Uh,
1: a YPA. I've never heard of a YPA. Yellow a little... Pale Ale. I don't know. How's it taste? It's it's quite tasty. I don't know if you like
0: IPA. I, I like IPAs. I love IPAs, yeah. It's a little taste, Yeah, sure. Take a little taste. They yeah. sent me a little bottle. You took, right.
1: your, you took your penicillin before I put my lips on this, of course, right? Of course. Of okay. course.
0: Um, they sent me a little, a little like, tote bag. Uh, oh, that's good. Toast. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's great beer. That is so, really good. So, uh... I think the guy uh, Joe is one of the owners. He uh, he sent me down some beer, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I want to go. What, up. How,
1: how do you, how does he know about you? Is it like did he heard hear the podcast? And
0: uh, he he's heard the podcast. Um, he actually heard it from his buddies with one of my guests, Justin, that was on. Um, and Justin was like, "Hey, you know, like my buddy owns a brewing company, and let me talk to him about it. Maybe he'll send you some beer." And sure enough, I got. I got so. Uh,
1: you gotta get him on the show, man. Yeah. Uh, Connecticut's a bit of a hike. No, you gotta remember I told you I did that I did the podcast. With... I like the
0: person thing. I know, but I will make exceptions. I'm gonna be heading up there soon though. All right. It's uh it's on my list of things that I gotta do on a weekend. Right on, on a man. rainy weekend. Right on. But uh yeah, it's, Hanging it's Hills. Yeah, apparently it's super fast growing too. Companies uh, exploding up there.
1: Good. I hope they sell out and sell to uh oh, Anheuser busch like I knew like Blue Point. You were say this. <laughs> I was waiting for you to get to this. Go ahead, uh, go ahead, go ahead, give the story.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, the selling out? Yeah, man. Oh, my God. So, me and John, after an event in Connecticut, uh, <laughs> so we were discussing selling out and how John thinks it's the American dream, which I'm not against. I think that it to have the ability to sell out is definitely... um Definitely a cool option. But he was like, Hey, you know, you sell out, you sign a contract, you work there for a couple more years, whatever. He's like, Yeah, he's like, you know, when you sell out the podcast. And I was like, I'm not selling
1: out the podcast. That's not in that's not the goal here. See when when he said that, when you said that, I was looking at you like you've got to be a little bit like Mike Tyson, you got to be <laughs> a little, got to be a little fucking stupid, right? <laughs> so we got into this, we, it was probably we were coming back from Orient Point. Yeah, we had, right? a, we had we took a fucking a, hour, of right? This, so we we took a ferry home, we, and we were going to set up a phone and, and record it, but it was just like,
0: all right, we'll just uh, talk we should have, we really
1: should have, because that was a, it was a pretty epic conversation because we were we were kind of like yelling at each other, <laughs> like fuck you, no fuck you, <laughs> so 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 I don't know what brought it up, but you know. I was like, dude, that's, you know, I was like, I love that Blue Point Brewery sold to to so to much. Harrison looks at me, he's like, you look at me like, fuck you and fuck them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was so mad. I, like, don't get me wrong. I'm happy they made a bunch of money on it. Oh, excuse me. But I just think the, qual- like, the quality and the personality of the beer isn't where it used to be, personally. All right. I just, I think, and, and I'm like, all right, you know, good. I'm glad that they made all their money. But I always think, too, I'm like, what if they just continued? Like, they had already gotten the ball rolling so, a lot.
1: So when you go to, you know, River Avenue, to their original spot, and you're drinking beer, you think there's a different quality, a different personality, different taste, everything. Absolutely.
0: Really? Yeah. Right. Yeah, even and even when you go out and you buy the bottles from the... the, the I guess maybe because it affects us differently because I live right next door. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, we're because, local guys. Yeah we're, yeah, we're locals to Blue Point Brewery. Right. So maybe if it was another company, maybe it would have been like, oh, you know, whatever. they Like, I, you probably wouldn't even know that they got right. bought out. But because they live in our towns, like, they live... Oh, it was huge
1: news locally, yeah. right? Because we're, knew we're, we're in that. small towns. I mean, you know, we everybody yeah. knows everybody's business right, Yeah. yeah? now. So that was huge news.
0: Five miles all to, along yeah. between all three towns. But... Like I, I don't know. I guess just because we were in the backyard that you could, you I don't know. You just felt like, all right, you know, they were bought. Like yeah. it's not just the owners anymore. It's the owners and Anheuser Anheuser-Busch. and, and Anheuser busch <laughs> And there's nothing wrong with that, but it just doesn't have like I don't know. Yeah, maybe well, it just loses that real yeah. connection of like purity. Yeah. And then so, so John <laughs> pitched the idea. Of, yeah, you know, when you sell out. And I'm like, I'm not selling out. And he's like, you mean if somebody came up to you and offered you, I don't know, a million dollars, you wouldn't sell out? And I was like, no. Like, if somebody's right, coming so, up to me and offering me a million dollars for the Brutally Honest podcast, that means it's worth a lot of money.
1: Right. So so my argument is this. Somebody pays you a million dollars, right? Somebody pays you a million dollars and they technically own the podcast. You know, they own they own Brutally Honest. However brutally honest is you yeah right you can't you can't take your check and walk away because they don't have a show then yeah so you continue to do the same exact thing you do in the same exact way they will try to impose rules on you because they own it now mm-hmm. and you can howard stern their ass and be like no fuck you it's my show i'm doing it you know yeah. you own it but what are you gonna do i'm gonna walk away so you you're gonna walk away the million bucks you not walk away, but you're going to have a million bucks in your pocket. You're going to make whatever money you make as a sellout, right? Because mm-hmm. you're going to stay on and be the personality. <laughs> that's what say as a sellout, right? As a personality, <laughs> you're the guy. I don't see any issue with that. I think that's the American dream. I am praying that WatchGage gets to a point where a VC company comes in and says,
0: VC is venture capitalist.
1: A venture capitalist company comes and says, you know what? We'll give you we'll give you five million dollars for WatchGage and you got to stay on for two years and and help the transition so and and here 's an example that I gave Harrison that on that on that epic uh ranting conversation we had
0: After so, we talked about plum island yeah
1: <laughs> that that he never heard of a yeah. you know, little bit of animal testing out here on Long Island, so I had no idea so <laughs> so my dad my my dad 's friend right a, a good buddy of my dads started out his career years and years and years ago as a pharmacist in Queens, right. He he worked for a pharmacy. He worked his tail off. He saved money. He bought his own pharmacy. Started his own pharmacy. He worked that well, and during that you know that, that business that he owned, he realized that he was making a lot of money in medical supplies like like uh, you know portable toilets and you know walkers and crutches and canes and all that kind of BS. Right. So he got into the business of distributing those products. And he ended up buying another 12 or 13 or 14 pharmacies. He had this distribution business. And after about 20 years of very, very hard work, 24-7, he sold the company for somewhere in the ballpark of 5 or 6 or $7 million. Mm-hmm. Right? So he sold out. Right? And he sold the company. And they said, you stay on for the next two years at 300000 a year or whatever it may be. He did so. So this company buys them. He works for two years. He retires. And mm-hmm. he's young. This guy, at the time, he was mid-40s. He was probably close to my age, maybe a little bit older. So he he retires. And then all of a sudden, he's a couple of years later. He's got kids, and they're little, and he's raising them, and he's doing his thing, and he's li- loving retirement. That company drives itself into the ground because he was the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So then all of a sudden, they come knocking. Hey, we need you to come back and work for us and, and help us bring this business to where it was. He's like, nah, I'm not really interested. So waits another year. Next thing you know, this company he sold for seven million dollars. He goes back and purchases the same exact company that he sold for seven, purchases it for a million dollars from them. Right? Yeah. So then he takes a company, works another five years, builds it back up to a big business, sells it for another five million dollars. That is the American dream. That is absolutely the American dream. And there's nothing wrong with it.
0: There's nothing wrong with what he did,
1: but I I don't know. I'm just a firm believer in the fact
0: that if, somebody, if somebody's going to come knocking on my door and say, you know, we're going to give you, let's say, $2 million. Yeah. That means there's obviously something here. There is. So... And nobody's going to come offer me two million dollars for not making any money on the show. No, but let's there let's, let's be, say you got to a point yeah. where
1: where they feel your value. Like you know, a, a typical business analysis would be okay. You're you know, if I'm buying a company, I'm buying it for eight or eight to ten times the amount of of revenue it brings in in a year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're bringing in if they're asking if they're giving you ten two million dollars for it, you're bringing in about two hundred something thousand a year, whatever yeah. it may be. That yeah, let's yeah, pretend yeah. that's the math. Right, so mm-hmm. yes, we'll give you two hundred thousand. I mean, two million for it, right? Yeah, because they feel they're going to build it bigger and blah 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 blah. So yeah. let's pretend that happens.
0: I don't. I honestly, if I'm if I'm making two hundred thousand dollars a year, I have I would have no reason to sell it. I'd have no re- because so because I'm not owned by anybody. I could just do whatever the fuck I want. We'll we'll end all it. At, we'll
1: end it after this because just going on all friggin' night. But. There's there's this whole this whole theory and, and I'm sure again it's it's a what do you call it? It's a cliche. But your first million dollars is the hardest one to make. It's by far the hardest million dollars to make. Yeah. Right? Because like you're learning all this shit that you're doing here, like I'm learning all this shit I'm doing over at, at Watch Gage. Let's say for instance that happens, right? Mm. Let's say somebody says, "I'm buying it and you walk out of the door and don't come back." How easy is it for you to rebuild? It's ten times easier because you already did it. You already have the experience. You already have the knowledge. You already have the connections. You already, you know what I mean? Absolutely. But on the flip side of it,
0: there's there's no there's no overhead to this, right? It's the couple dollars a month to keep the SoundCloud. <laughs> oh, no, I know, running. I know. And then if I'm making two hundred thousand dollars, let's just say that the show's bringing two hundred thousand dollars a year. I probably have maybe an employee who's managing the audio schedule. Yeah, yeah, schedule and you know do I'm pushing sales out through t-shirts or whatever it may be. So there's obviously something there and the the nice part about this platform is the fact that the audience can never or I shouldn't say can never, you, but they it's can't, never they it's
1: can't a, go away. You guys are stuck here
0: forever. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But <laughs> the likelihood of them all just vanishing is super slim where in watches maybe that maybe the next crazy bit crazy watch comes out where who knows maybe it's tattooed on your skin or whatever i'm just thinking off yeah, the, yeah, yeah. All, completely off the wall here oh you can
1: you can see a watch company that was super popular at 1.5 years ago now dead yeah. Right, yeah yeah that can change so for sure no i get it i get it so i
0: mean whatever once you have that following with this there's I feel like what's the point of selling it? You already have the following. You yeah. You can't really go downhill. you got,
1: you gotta like sit for the national anthem to to alienate fifty percent of your of your audience. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, you gotta fuck up pretty bad. <laughs> right. But like that's
0: pretty much the only like that's the way I look at it. I'm like, all right, it'd have to be some obscene number to no, even, I know. To even and have it. I respect consider. that. I
1: respect that. I just thought it was fun bringing it back up because i it was such you. a
0: fucking <laughs> we, went, we went on... we went on. For the 45 minutes. It was or, definitely 40 minutes long. Yeah. Minutes at long. least. At you know. least
1: about this whole thing, screaming in the car. you know, And and, and he was bringing up, oh, well, you know, you listen to that band, and you love that band, and nobody knows about that band, and all of a sudden, they're playing stadiums. I'm like, yeah, you should be happy for that band. I, I am, but they fucking sold out. <laughs> they Well, they sold out, and the music isn't
0: what they I agree. It, look, with.
1: I agree 110%, because I was a huge, back in the day, I was a huge Blink-182 fan. Huge. Yeah. Like, I mean... I had, like, demo shit that nobody had. Like, I yeah. love these guys. I've seen them, like, 15 times in, in concert or whatever it was. And they blew up. And I remember being really pissed. I remember being like, oh, man. And all of a sudden, like, I'm at a stoplight and there's, like, some, you know, 15-year-old girl singing, uh, you know, one yep. of their songs. And, and their music did did go downhill. Yeah. It did. That, it really like, did. That, like, it totally did. That's what kills me. It like, totally did.
0: Once they, once they sell, and don't get me wrong, but... Once they sell out to that point... Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, they're still making music, but is it
1: really what they got? Then you start rooting for somebody else.
0: But, like, I don't want (laughs) to.
1: I want my people, not (laughs) other people's people. Yeah.
0: I don't know.
1: That's the way I look at it. I hear you, brother. I hear you. I just just thought I'd... The I fucking, fuck with you. A I, you bit. know it's funny? because you, you got here and I was like, this he's gonna, this he's gonna, bring is gonna bring up." And I sell out. I got ten dollars on the table, ten to one. saying he's gonna bring out, sell out. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, it, and then and on the way home,
0: he was itching. He's like, next yeah, podcast. I'm bringing it up." Bringing I got it up and, and I, got, up.
1: I got I got a bunch. I got a bunch of years on you, bro. And and I swear to you, when you're my age and uh, you know uh, when you're my age yeah. <laughs> when you're my when you're my age i want to i want to ask you the same goddamn question you'd be like dude i'm gonna sell out tomorrow <laughs> because at that point you, you you just think differently you know you think about yeah, i, I want to pay the house off i want to put money away for the kids college absolutely. you know so I, I i'm just fucking with you man i totally get it i totally get where you're i right. hate you and you when i was going for
0: 45 minutes in the car <laughs> oh, i totally get you dude.
1: guys any everybody listening this dude was red. He was red. <laughs> I think he had sweat beads coming down his forehead. He was so mad. <laughs> and I, I, said to him, I'm like, I swear to God, I want to, I want to put the camera, on my phone on the dashboard and video this whole thing because it's uh, hysterical. Uh, I said God. this, this should be an entire podcast. This whole rant. It could have been. Dude, we we, we would have got we would have got brought up. You know, we got up picked up for uh, you know, like to be like real celebrities after that thing. No, we would totally. Yeah, would have like do reality show. You too. <laughs> just that over would, that one that conversation would tough, I
0: wouldn't be opposed to a reality TV show but really? like it would have to be like a real reality TV not those bullshit hold on a second hold,
1: Oh wait explain real reality because t- I honest to goodness don't believe one exists really not a single one that's all bullshit I feel, you remember um, Beavis and Butthead that was that was a cartoon no thanks, <laughs> uh,
0: uh, what's his name uh, Bam Margera uh the fuck was the
1: show? I guarantee you, they sat in the war room for hours. This is what we're gonna do, and then this is what we're gonna do next, and then this. is um, You are talking about Jackass guys? No, no, that show. Bam, was a yeah, Bam one. had a show after Bam that, did right? I'm show. Uh... Yeah, before before he killed. Oh, them, people so. of Bam, right? I guarantee you, they sat around and collaborated for hours on end, and they had a team of writers. This is what you're gonna do next. Then you're gonna jump through a door. I, dude, I promise you, there's no such thing as reality TV. To- there's no such thing.
0: That makes me so sad. <laughs> so I think sad. I, dude,
1: reality TV is the WWE of television. <laughs> it is fake as fuck. <laughs> it, is, it is fake as fuck. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. It's That's true. So <laughs> Sorry, That's so I, depressing. Sorry, I didn't mean to kill the mood, guys. Sorry. It's about all right. that. Yeah. Gotta Do you want to be... take a break or?
0: No, no. <laughs> there's got to be some TV show that's not staged. What it is, I, I don't really watch TV. I just actually I just started I watching Game of Thrones. I don't
1: know if you watch Game of Thrones. No, I haven't. You know what? I've been one of the few guys who's never seen an episode.
0: So I just started. I, just the past weekend, I just started watching it. Um, show
1: fucking nuts. Everybody says that show is fucking nuts. Uh, yeah, I'm a little. I'm a little nervous about you know you can't watch it with kids that's though. like that's like the gateway drug bro i mean you, you know you watch one episode next thing you know you're a heroin addict fucking skipping <laughs> work watching watching five or seven episodes in the afternoon
0: dude if you're watching five episodes a day you got a problem yeah um but like i just i didn't feel good on saturday it just, just set my stomach was all fucked up i think i had either bad food or the food and the boo- was like i had a couple of beers the yeah, night the before mix. just didn't mix right and uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take it easy on Saturday. I'm just going to hang out at home. And uh, I actually wound up doing a lot of work on the podcast stuff. But I was like, all right, you know, like I have three monitors at home. I'll yeah, th- I'll throw Game of Thrones up on on one of them. I heard I it's bananas,
1: and the show is fucking off the charts. Well, I, I, you know what? I mean, again, I've never been on social media, right? So now on Facebook, every like, the, I don't know what day it airs. I whatever day it is, that Sunday airs. nights, right? So Monday, I, I
0: just have bar guests that would leave to go watch. Right, so it.
1: Monday, the entire feed on, on Facebook is all about Game of Thrones and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I'm like, oh, my God, this country is obsessed. It's That's
0: crazy. It's a crazy good show.
1: That's crazy.
0: Good show. Yeah. But
1: um,
0: it's we Like, I, I guess because I was doing other things while I was watching it. Yeah. So, like, you know, I'm trying to, like... I I I genuinely try to sit there and watch like two episodes and I watch like about it's two episodes. It's an hour show or half. It's like 45 minutes.
1: Okay. So it's an hour show without yeah. and you don't watch commercials. Yeah. Right.
0: And um but like I watched I think one or two episodes like no interruptions. Let me I was like let me just sit down and watch. Yeah. And after that i just started getting like antsy I'm like i gotta do something like i can't just sit here and watch right and i'm like this like i'm gonna fucking go crazy like yeah, yeah. it's a great tv show don't get me wrong it's like captivating. but i'm like i'm not doing something like i gotta i gotta start doing something and i start then i'm firing up google chrome and just doing shit while yeah, i'm yeah. doing it and i'm like all right cool like i still am watching a majority of what's going on i'm like catching all like the good stuff and listening to the slower scenes and then like the good shit i'm i'm like fucking Kicking your pants off oh uh, yeah <laughs> There's a lot of nudity I heard that. about there that. Is a, I, I did just, hear that. When people were like, I was like, oh, like, what's so great about the show? What is it, full sex? And they're like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, no, it's not. And they're like, no, it is. Eria. And I was like, no, it's not. I watched it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, there's tits in every scene. Uh, not every scene, in every episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's delightful. <laughs> it's, That's and hysterical. The, and, the, and some of it's like... Kind of funny too. Yeah, like it's not really made to be funny, but like some of the stuff that they do is pretty funny. And then the other, like some of the other stuff that the, that they do in the show, you are like, did I fucking just seriously watch that?
1: <laughs> do you have, have you do you watch uh, House of Cards?
0: Yeah. Okay. Also, I didn't. I'm, I'm still. I'm like two and a half seasons in. Yeah, I never watched the third season yet. It got bananas.
1: It, I mean, that the show same, was fucking the same off the wall. thing. The same thing, though. It's like there, something epic would freaking happen at the end of the show. And all of a sudden, credits roll, and my wife and I were looking at each other like, holy shit, did that just happen? Yep. Did that, did that just really freaking happen? Like, that was, like, one of the few shows that ever, like, shocked me. Yep. You know what I mean? So so I can imagine yeah, what Game I've, of Thrones played. I've learned,
0: I've learned now that if I'm going to stop watching a TV show, mm-hmm. I have to stop it, like, 10 or 20 minutes in. Like, I have to stop it, like, about halfway through. Right. Because... Whatever, the show, all shows yeah, up, have... Yeah, they have that flow. Yeah, the flow, and you got to get it on, like, what is it, a trough. Trough is the lower part of, of it, yeah. And, <laughs> on
1: the ebb. Yeah, on the <laughs> ebb.
0: and uh, So, like, now, like, it's weird, because every time I watch a show, I never start the show from the beginning. I always start it, like, halfway through, because the nice part about starting it halfway through is I know action's coming up. Yeah. Like, I know something crazy's about to fucking happen. Right. And I know that when my forty five minutes or thirty minutes or whatever I allocate to it is done, I can stop it And walk away. And walk and I'm not like Fuck man, I need to oh, I My very, friends my friends can wait. I don't need to see my friend. I don't need daylight. Who needs daylight?
1: You're very methodical about your uh, I fucking <laughs> your, am man. your intake of, of entertainment. Oh, I have to be. But like and then but
0: there's times though that like I I w- like I wake up in the morning and I try to wake up at like 5.30 usually. Yeah. I'm usually up at 5.30. It's like two weeks. So I don't know why, but I just have no desire to wake up at 5.30. I'm like, fuck, 7 o'clock needs to, needs to come Right. Up. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, I was waking up at 5.30 for like the last two, three months. And uh, and like in the morning, I'll fire up. Like, I'm like, all right, you know, like let me check my news feeds, whatever it is. Let me see if I got to put something out. Like, just whatever. Just trying to keep – just put shit out there. Right. And I'll hop on YouTube or I'll hop on Facebook. And I get sucked into one of those fucking videos.
1: <laughs> and, and Facebook's the worst because you get that video pops up, right? And you, you know, you, you turn your phone, you start watching it. Yeah. All of a sudden, that one ends, and a new one pops up underneath mm. it, real quick. And all of a sudden, you're like, "Ooh, that, what's this one?" Oh yeah. And, <laughs> and they and they obviously, dude, nobody. they they obviously have it dialed into the shit that you're gonna watch. Oh yeah. Right, no doubt because. About it. You know whether it's watch stuff for me or whether it's it's one of the other random things that I happen to will like my phone not must swipe know when we
0: hang out because when we stop hanging out like when I when you I'm get all the watch it Audemars Pigott ads yeah. Rolex ads, uh, Braymont ads yeah. Braymont fucking Chrome ads on my computer like I don't know wh- like I'm yeah, not even searching this no shit. this shit it's listening dude to this
1: you. is Big Brother shit this is real and this the struggle is real because. Like,
0: I know for a fact there's things that I have not looked up on my phone, yeah. and all of a sudden, Instagram sponsored an yeah. ad, and yep. I'm just like,
1: hold the fuck <laughs> up here! I have done nothing. I, I've to never Googled this. anything like that. Yeah, I'm ne- yeah, no, it's and no a joke, joke. Out of the and I'm it like, is. let me tell you something. I and I'm not a conspiracy dude. I don't, I don't buy into pe- that we didn't land on the moon, yeah. and I don't buy into shit like that. These these freaking gadgets are scary. Yep, dude, they are like off they the are walls. Listening, you know. I I mean, even the stupidest thing. I'll go to Costco tomorrow, right? I'll go to Costco and I'll get the bread and the milk and all the random shit I get for the week at Costco, right? Mm-hmm. I swear to Christ, I'm pulling out of the freaking parking lot. Mm-hmm. Bing! I look at my phone. I get an email. It's Costco. Oh, by the way, you know, look at the deals we have online. It's and I swear up. to you, every single time I walk out of Costco, I check out, I pay for my shit, I I get in my car. Before I get out of that driveway on Sunrise Highway, I get an email from them. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, I want to call them. be like, Costco, leave me alone. Just leave me alone. Leave me alone. Yeah, stop It's, stop me. Yeah. Me. it's, it's crazy. crazy.
0: Absolutely fucking mind-blowing. It's crazy. But it happens, like, oh. I'm trying to remember the ad that came up the other day. On my Instagram account, but I and I I never searched it at all on any of my devices. It was just came up in conversation. Are you going
1: to try to tell me you never searched for animal sex? (laughs) It was. I don't think you're allowed to advertise animal sex as as a sponsorship. Oh, so you did search for it? I will not confirm or deny (laughs) anything. Uh, But
0: I fuck. I can't remember what it was, but it just came up, and I was just like
1: Donkey Heaven. She fucked up, but it was the craziest shit, man. It it's crazy, the craziest dude, shit. This stuff is crazy. This, this, some of this shit that comes up on your phone oh, is yeah. crazy. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not even kidding, dude. I'm afraid to look at anything on my phone that I would like. I'm, I don't even want to look because, like, I didn't, wouldn't even think about searching for certain things that you know. Once in a while, I might get curious, but whatever. Maybe I don't want to search any stuff because I'm like, they're gonna know. Everybody will know. <laughs> yep. Yep. One day everybody will know exactly everything you did. So all you dudes who are looking at porn and doing whatever you're doing, people are gonna know. People will know. And, I, and I'm talking to you, Harrison. Hey, you know what? If people want to see the porn list I'm
0: watching, it's probably pretty good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can you share that like a playlist. <laughs> <laughs> it would be terrible. It would be terrible. <laughs> like, hey, whatever. Everybody's welcome to watch. It's there. You just got to
1: find you it. You just don't want to make it public.
0: <laughs> I would. I, it, it would be oh, weird. yeah?
1: Is that a challenge? I challenge you to do so. See, I wouldn't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to lose my Facebook
0: and Instagram privileges, but I would not be opposed to being like, here's what I've watched. <laughs> like, here's the last, like, 30 days. <laughs> Here you go. There,
1: there not, there's not enough hours in a month. To watch the last thirty days of your porn list. <laughs> oh God, this is terrible. Uh, it's terrible. Going from selling out to watching. Your porn. parents listen to this? Or no, no. Oh, good. <laughs> My dad does sometimes, and he's like, "You Sorry. guys are out of your Sorry, Mister Baron. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, whatever. We're what gonna do. I'm fucking make your list public.
0: You want to? Know it's fucked up because I'm just thinking about this now. My phone's been listening to this the whole time. Probably gonna get some ads for browsers later or something.
1: Absolutely, like that. you're gonna get you're gonna get ads for crazy stuff later, just based on what it's listening to you doing. And I'm, <laughs> dude, I'm I'm, I'm not you kidding. I am so not a conspiracy theory dude. I think there was one shooter to JFK. I don't, you know, I, yeah. I think we landed on the moon. I I am not a conspiracy theory guy. I'm just not, I'm not that guy. I know that these phones know everything about us, but you can't live without them. Oh, you can't. So can. you're you're basically painted in. You are so painted in. It's crazy. You were painted into a corner. There's actually
0: software, as we were talking about this in my sales training class, there's actual software that will not only determine what kind of uh, profile you are. So there's a thing called DISC, D-I-S-C, and each each letter means a different kind of personality that you're typically tied to, but there's another software out there that can actually predict your behaviors, and it analyzes all your social media. Mm Mm-hmm. Like
1: what the fuck? all these algorithms and things. Like, so so there's there's apparently, I and mean, this is not a political thing at all. But there's apparently companies out there that analyze all this metadata and all this kind of crazy stuff to predict how to target voters. Like oh yeah, I believe it. Like like somehow we could tell by what you watch on your phone, who you follow, what you subscribe to. There's a way to say, okay, you're, you know, you're either right, you're either left, and nobody bothers with you then, right? They leave mm-hmm. you alone because you're going to vote your own way. Yeah. But the people if they the pick middle. out who's in the middle and who's a likely swing voter, they all of a sudden, whatever party it is that is hiring these yeah. firms, can bombard your phone
0: with advertisements.
1: Right. Sp- Isn't that bananas? We're sponsors, yeah. That to me, that's absolutely bananas because all of a sudden. People can determine what shows up on the screen of my phone mm-hmm. based on shit I've done in the past mm-hmm. that I didn't share with anybody. Right? That, that's scary stuff. And it's happening all the time. Oh, dude. And the red light cameras. As I just got wars. clipped the other day. Dude, I fucking best i get them every month i get those things i swear and i don't leave sable (laughs) (laughs) i do not leave my hometown and i get them every my this is the first one i've gotten in like four years really dude i've gotten like four this year i usually look as i'm coming up
0: and um i still i have to watch the video of of my whatever that may blow on the red light but from what it looks like I was just following suit with everybody else, and I thought I had gotten into the yellow, but I guess I just didn't make that yellow mark. Yeah. And I, it was actually a location that I never drive through either. So I was like... Yeah, maybe you're not used was, to it. Yeah, maybe somebody else was driving my car. I don't even think I was driving my car, quite honestly, because I usually look for the red light cameras.
1: You're not listening, Harrison. You can fucking admit to it.
0: I would, No, I wouldn't admit <laughs> to it. I didn't. It, what the craziest part is, was I didn't I had to look at where the intersection was on my phone. Right. I'm like, where the hell was I that yeah, I yeah. even got this ticket? I'm like, yeah. I, I don't think I even drove over there.
1: Right. I got, I got one. I take I, – I coach my, – my boys play ice hockey. I coach both teams. So I'm, I'm at the rinks in Hop-Hop all the time, right? Yeah. So – and I take the same route home, right? And there's one corner that I'm getting – when you get off the expressway, you got the service drive south, and I bang it right on Smithtown Avenue, and I've done that turn 100 times, right? And there's I, – I, I get a ticket for it. And I'm like, huh. So I go and look at the video – and I pull up, and there's no there's no sign that says no turn on red. Mm. There's not a sign there that says that, right? So I pull up and I make a right turn. I'm like, uh, finally I got them. I got these bastards there. They're trying to give me a ticket, and I, you know, yeah. I didn't, I didn't even go through a red light. So I call them up and I'm like, look, you guys made a mistake. And I explained to her. I said I was made it right. They, said, yeah, I could turn on right. Yeah, yeah, I could turn right on red. No, there's, there's no sign there. Yeah. She, she goes, let me look at the video. She goes. No, sir, you didn't stop for three seconds. I go, fuck you. I'm like, really? And she, so I pull up the video on my phone while I'm talking to her. I pulled up to this thing, to this light. Oh. I stopped. I literally stopped. too. It was a full stop. All of a sudden, oh. one, go. Like I, I I waited about a second and a half, almost two seconds, and I made the Right. I didn't stop for they three can, full seconds. They could seconds. send it to you for three. three full seconds. I didn't stop for. I was a second and a half short, and I got a I got like an eighty-one dollar ticket.
0: Yeah, they're eighty bucks.
1: I hate these people.
0: Oh, once again,
1: I'm I'm talking to you, politicians, right? Fix that shit. Oh my God, what a money-making piece of shit scam this you is. You want to
0: know what the fucked up part is? And I'm totally cool with the red light cameras if the money actually went to the government. But the it money doesn't to, go to the government. Fifty
1: what? Fifty percent of it goes to the private. Uh, I, don't
0: even, I don't even think fifty percent of it does. That's crazy. Yep. That's
1: crazy. And I and I have I have a problem with it going to the government. I have a problem with that. I have a problem with going to the private people. I have a problem with them fucking ticketing me without a cop pulling me over. Yeah, let a cop pull me over. And right? I'll happily pay. Absolutely, I will. I will put my hands out the window. I will greet him with pleasure. I will be kind as hell. Yeah. Right, <laughs> but. Fucking cameras. But for four or five weeks later, I get a freaking bill in the mail. Yep. I got, yep. was like three
0: weeks later. Mom's like, ah, you got it. She goes, I got a ticket. And I was like, oh, like, I know I went through, uh, I went over a bridge and I didn't have an easy pass on me. So I'm like, oh, that's probably
1: what it is. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, because that's no big deal. They just send you whatever that toll would have cost you. Yeah. It's, It's seven bucks or whatever it is. No big deal. And she's like, I don't think it's a toll.
0: I like opened it up thinking, like, whatever, something happened. So. I, and I was like, all right, whatever. And she's like, I don't think it's a toll. And I'm like, No, it's a toll. I know. I know I went through one. Like I know that, that yeah. that's common. Yeah, yeah,
1: I know I'm getting a seven fifty seven dollars fifty yeah, cent bill. All right.
0: And uh, she's like, No, I think it's a red light camera. I'm like, Bullshit! Give me this thing. And I'm like, Fucker! Eighty dollars! Like, God damn! Uh, well, Come hey, on!
1: At least you didn't get towed, right?
0: <laughs> oh, That's right. You got towed.
1: <laughs> yeah, when I did that thing in my life, my watch lifestyle out in Philly, man. Yeah. Like, and I was, that was that was crazy. That was crazy. I I so to to kind of bring everybody up to speed on this one. This was bananas. I go I go to Philly. I drive in the night before because I I figured you know what if I'm going to drive in the morning I'm going to be driving for five hours blah blah, blah four mm-hmm. hours you know it's going to be crazy. So we're doing this thing at this restaurant. So I stayed in a hotel close. I drive up there. It's pouring rain. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't know the city. I don't know where we're at. So I pull up and there's like parking right in front of the restaurant I'm like this is fantastic yeah there's three cars in front there's in front of where i was parking there's three cars in back mm-hmm. and there was about three spots yeah. in the middle i'm like this is perfect right so i pull in i get out i look at the signs again it's pouring it is pouring rain and i see these signs that say you know between 9 a.m and 6 p.m it's you know whatever you have to pay the toll yeah. you know the the meter so I pay the meter. I go upstairs. We're upstairs. We're filming. We're we're doing our thing. Mm-hmm. I set my, uh, my my alarm on my phone for two hours mm-hmm. so I can run down and feed the meter. Mm-hmm. So no problem. My alarm goes off. I'm like, guys, I got to go feed the meter. I go down. My car's sitting there. Feed the meter. I'm like, great. No problem. I go back up. I set my alarm again for two hours. Yeah. About an hour and 20 minutes later, we're all wrapped up. We're done. We're sitting down. We're drinking a beer. And, and this 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 restaurant was on the second floor. It had these huge windows with this cool windowsill. Uh-huh. And we're sitting in the windowsill. We're drinking a beer. And we're just BSing. And I happened to glance out the window. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what? Wait, wait, where the, where's, my like, where's my car? I'm like, where's my car? I'm like, where the fuck's my car? And I'm like, guys, I think my car was stolen or, or I got towed. Uh-huh. So I run down there. The rain had kind of stopped. But there's these signs that are telling you the parking. And I'm, and I'm not even joking. I will give you pictures. I have them on my phone. Uh, the, sign, the, the sign pole went up. There's a sign about the parking rules. Above that sign, mm-hmm. the pole continues upward. And there's this sign that says between this spot and this spot, it's loading zone. Mm. And you couldn't see it because it was covered with trees. Uh, and I have pictures that are literally covered with trees. I had to actually move the sign to realize why I got towed. So I uh, ended up in Philadelphia. I got towed. My buddies, uh, Chris and, and Ty, brought me to the tow place. I paid uh, $225 to get my car back. But what's crazier is I got because I'm terrible, dude. I'm terrible. I get tickets everywhere. I was in the city. Uh-huh. I, dude, I look at the signs. I'm allowed to park. Yeah, I'm such an idiot. I literally was in front of a hydrant. I mean, I'm uh, not. I'm not talking nine feet. I'm talking. I was my door. My if I was in the passenger side, would have hit the I <laughs> <laughs> So I got to take it. So that was like six months ago, and I tried to fight it. You know, why not? Right? Yeah, Try to fight bull, it. Why not? <laughs> so I'm in Philly. And they're like, oh, well, you know, we just got to run DMV in New York to make sure you don't own any liens there before we release your your car. Uh. With that, my heart starts pounding because I know I didn't pay that New York ticket yet. (laughs) And I'm thinking to myself, holy crap, if they make me pay the New York ticket first, I have to rent a car, drive all the way home, wait till – and this was on uh, on, like almost a weekend. I have to wait till Monday, drive to the city – Pay that ticket, Ugh. then drive back to Philly. All the meanwhile, that <laughs> the impound lot was charging $51 a day. I'm like, this is going to ruin my week. I'm like, this is going to absolutely uh. decimate my week. The, the dude does the DMV check, and he slides the release paper underneath. Uh-huh. He goes, you're free to go. <laughs> go get your car. I could not grab that paper and get out of that door fast enough. I thought I was going to run right through the glass door. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I thought I totally thought I was going to get stuck in, with, with like seven days worth of car storage. Ugh. So I, I'm the freaking worst, man. I'm a great driver. I'm like, you know, I like to drive. And when it comes to parking and comes to tickets, I'm the freaking. And I'm, I have not been pulled over by a cop, I think, once in maybe 20 years. Oh wow. Like I don't get pulled over. I yeah. don't like I I drive a little fast, you know? But just a I, little fast. It's not No, I'm, I'm I mean if I'm on a side street, I'm doing 30, right? Cuz I got kids. Mm-hmm. But these stupid cameras and parking. I'm terrible at them. Awful. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> <laughs> like I need I mean, I'm, I will pay the $30 in a, in a, in a lot now, like in a, a garage now yeah. when I go to the city. I'm just like, fuck it. I'm not even going to try to save the money Ugh. because I'm going to end up It's paying, not even worth it. I'm gonna, yeah. I mean, the funny thing about the Philly thing is I didn't, because I didn't know the area, Yeah. probably 150 yards away was a a lot that you could pay for. Yeah. And it was like seven bucks. Yep. If I'd known it was there, I certainly would have park, parked there. Yeah. But I just had no idea. Got no area. It was awful. Yeah, when we, when you and I went to Connecticut, I was like, "Dude, let me just like read the sign like sixteen times, right?" Just amazing. And sure. we ended up going in the in the garage. We ended yeah, up going yeah. in that parking garage. Yeah, oh, oh. yeah, crazy, absolutely nuts. You can't risk it. I'm
0: Especially just, when you when you're in another state, it's like, oh now I gotta go find my car, yeah. get it, get a ride to the car, the or the lottery. Oh, thank god.
1: Thank God my buddies were like totally solid about it. They were like and I told them, like, you know, once they got me to the impound, I'm like, Yeah, you you know, take care, guys, thank you. And they're like, No, we'll wait for you. So they waited like another hour for me, sitting outside in the car in the rain. They sat there to make sure that I got out, you know, got my car out and got home. Jesus. Yeah, well what's funny too Good is friends. Well what's funny too is that they at one point, I didn't realize it until I was on my way home, uh-huh. and I stopped at a, a rest stop to, to grab a bite to eat, take a leak, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I checked my social <laughs> while well, I was inside paying paying to get my car out. Yeah. They're outside with their with their uh, Facebook live, fucking making fun of me. They're like, <laughs> they're, like they're, they're sitting there. John Keel's inside. He got towed in Philadelphia, and then they're like they're. <laughs> So so both of their Facebook feeds who have a ton of followers were like laughing at my ass while I'm and, and they're actually putting their phone up to the glass while I'm out, I'm in there like paying the ticket. Oh, that's brutal. I'm like, you guys you guys are awesome for waiting, yet you really suck.
0: So. Oh you gotta pay your dues. Yeah, man. All right, brother, we just crushed an hour and a half. Oh Jesus, go so quick. I know, man. I All know. right. So. How do people find it? How do they hear about Watch Gage?
1: So so watchgauge.com, that's the website. Um Facebook is Facebook.com slash what It's W A T C H G A U G E. and Twitter and Instagram are both at Watchcage. And YouTube and I'm and this is a this is this is a real call to action. I'm pleading for help here. YouTube apparently you need a hundred subscribers, which is really nothing. You yeah. need a hundred subscribers before you get your own URL.
0: Oh yes.
1: So guys, go to YouTube, search watchgauge. Hit subscribe. Let me get my own fucking URL, please. (laughs) So I, can, so I can so I start tagging it like so I can start saying to people go to go to youtube.com slash watch gauge. I can't do that now. Now it's like yhcr three four two nine six. Yeah, is a handful of numbers. <laughs> yeah, uh, so too. I got to work on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, yeah. So that's where I'm at, and, and it's simple enough. If you Google watch gauge or look for John Keel, you'll find us, man. Good shit, brother. And, uh, yeah, it's fun. It's entertaining. It's great. It's it's same as you're doing, man. It's all an adventure. It's about having fun. Just learning, it's it learn, ha- learn. learning, having fun, meeting people, creating relationships, creating friendships. You know, and God willing, paying some bills along the way. There you go. Yeah, man. it, brother. All right, till next time. Absolutely, can't wait. See you then. Ciao. All
0: right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in the show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I had a blast uh john's a good a dear buddy of mine um so just a quick recap if you enjoyed the show please 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 subscribe it's such it's so appreciated if you do um also share it out if you really enjoy it uh helps help spread the word about the podcast and if you really enjoyed it uh, try not to give me a negative review I'm still trying to get those stars up uh but feel free to go on itunes and give it a rating um on the website you can find it on other platforms too stitcher google play itunes and SoundCloud uh website is brutally com, brutally honest com, and if you go to under extras you can enter for your chance to do to get in the giveaway for the draft top i'm going to be pushing it back till next friday october 5th right 5th 6th october 6th and um so you'll have till october 6th to get into the to the giveaway for the draft top and uh so huge thank you to them for, for sponsoring a giveaway, Sean and Armand. Sean's been on the show in one of the earlier episodes. Um, last but not least, uh, thank you to the Hanging Hills Brewing Company for sending me some delicious beer. Uh, definitely enjoyed it, drank it throughout the show. And then thank you to the Nerds That Care. Um, if you're having IT needs or any issues like that, feel free to reach out to the Nerds That Care and, um, you know, just ask them questions. You know, there's we're constantly dealing with and i say we because if you haven't figured out I, I do work for the company as well but when we we get asked all the time you know what's the best what's the best solution and we go and we do our homework for you to make sure that your business is going to run as efficiently as possible and you're getting the best help um something else that they do other than outsourced i outsourced cto work um chief technology officer Um, is stuff like help desk support. Um, If your employees are not working to their fullest potentials, you need to get a grip on that. Um, Wasted employee time is, I mean, if any business owner knows that your biggest asset is your employees, and without employees that are being productive, it's pretty hard to run a a successful business. So huge thanks to the Nerds That Care. You can go visit them, nerdsthatcare.com. They're always willing to help. Just give them a little call, shoot them an email, whatever it may be, Um, and you might even get lucky enough to talk to me. So a uh, huge thank you to them, and I got episode 50 coming up. It's right around the corner. Uh, doing it next week. It's going to be a ridiculous show. I have some awesome guests on. If you've been following, you might even have an idea of who they are. Um, if you don't, it's going to be an awesome show. Uh, I can imagine it's probably going to be a little longer than the normal hour and a half format, but that's okay. I'm perfectly okay with that. So till next time, everybody, peace.